Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 735 for the 19th of March, 2021. This week, anyone who's fond of print journalism might like to have immediate access to 7,000 or so newspapers and magazines. You can, and for just $30 a month, or maybe for free. Let's look into that free part. In short circuits, Photoshop Camera is a most amusing free app from Adobe. If your phone is compatible, you'll be amazed by what can be accomplished without a computer. Security firm Kaspersky Labs says that corporate IT security employees who goof off while on the clock might actually be doing their employers a favor. In spare parts, only on the website, after more than three decades as one of the nation's premier in-person electronics stores, Fry's has closed its 31 locations in the West and South. Microsoft would like you to allow the company to listen in to what you tell Cortana. The objective is to improve voice recognition technology. And 20 years ago, GPS devices were just beginning to become available, but they were expensive. Apps for personal digital assistance foreshadowed today's smartphones with built-in GPS, Primitive as those old devices were, they seemed amazing at the time. How about having 7,000 magazines and newspapers on your computer, maybe for free? Some conditions do apply, the most important of which is that free access to press reader is provided by subscribing libraries and some businesses. Press reader may be the most ambitious effort so far to provide online access to print media via computers and mobile devices, and it is definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of print journalism. Some of my earlier posts have described Next Issue, which became Texture and was then acquired by Apple, renamed Apple News Plus, and largely ruined. I've also described Flipster, which is available from some libraries. So before seeing what Press Reader can do, let's consider what came before. Texture was an impressive offering. For $10 a month, it provided access to a good selection of magazines that could be read on Windows, Mac OS, iOS, and Android devices. Apple purchased Texture and eliminated access from Windows and Android devices. The monthly fee remained at $10, but limiting access to Apple devices only made it harder to use, and for those who have only Windows and Android devices, impossible to use. Many libraries provide free access to Flipster, but the selection is somewhat limited, approximately 50 publications. Because it is offered by libraries, there is no direct cost to readers. Flipster uses a web browser interface, so it's usable on any device. It's provided by OCLC. OCLC was first called the Ohio College Library Center, and then the Online Computer Library Center, and now just OCLC. In addition to Flipster, OCLC produces and maintains WorldCat, the world's largest online public access catalog, 
and dozens of other specialized services for libraries. OCLC also maintains the Dewey Decimal Classification System. But to get back on track, now there's PressReader, and it hits the sweet spot for variety and accessibility. With headquarters in Vancouver, Canada, and offices in Ireland and the Philippines, PressReader distributes more than 7,000 newspapers and magazines published in about 60 languages. There are apps for most devices, but publications are also accessible on the PressReader website via a web browser. Subscription cost is $30 per month, or users can pay to read or download individual issues of publications. There is also a free option. Some organizations offer free access via hotspots in their buildings, and some libraries offer access to patrons via their home or mobile devices. PressReader has apps for Windows, macOS, iOS, and Android devices, but you can also use a web browser on any computer. The term hotspot is a bit misleading here because it refers to locations where the user must be on-site to use the service, such as a hotel or hospital, as well as to locations such as libraries that can make access available to patrons who use their own computers from home. One advantage the app provides is that it remembers both your library affiliation and your PressReader account information. You need both, and that can be a little confusing, as I discovered when I spoke with the support staff at the Columbus Metropolitan Library, one of the library systems in Ohio that offers PressReader. Several libraries in Ohio provide online access to various digital resources for any resident of the state. This includes libraries in Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, and possibly other cities around the state. The same may be true in your state. If your library doesn't offer PressReader access, perhaps another nearby library, or just one somewhere in your state where you can obtain an electronic library card, does. Signing up is pretty easy. To find out if your local library is a PressReader subscriber, use the PressReader Hotspot Locator. There is a link to that on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week. Or use your library's website. When you open the PressReader map, you'll see a blue dot that indicates your approximate location and markers for hotspots in the area. Zoom in to see the precise locations of nearby hotspots. Businesses will offer only on-site access, but most libraries offer home or mobile access for patrons. Logging in for the first time requires two steps if you want to set up a My Publications section with your favorite newspapers and magazines. And trust me on this, you probably will. Start on the PressReader website. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Click the Sign In button, then choose Library or Group, and fill in part of your library's name. Choose your library from the resulting list, assuming it appears there. You'll then be asked for your library card number and the PIN associated with it. When you've provided that, you'll have access to every publication offered by PressReader. You can select one and simply click Read Now. Given that you'll be looking through 7,000 publications, most people will probably want to be able to create a list of favorite publications. That requires a second account, this one with PressReader. Click the Sign In button again, then choose the New User button. Setting up the account is much like any other system, so I'll leave that to you. When you're finished with that, return to the Sign In page Enter the email address and the password you created for your PressReader account. Then click Sign In. 
You'll then be able to mark individual publications as favorites, and they will appear in your My Publications section. Although using a web browser makes PressReader accessible on any computer with an internet connection, the PressReader app is a better choice if it's available for your device. And it probably is. The app is what I'll be using to illustrate the functionality. After opening a newspaper or magazine, you'll be presented with various ways to move through it. And this depends on the publication's design. The Guardian newspaper, for example, shows full-page views you can scroll through, as well as section names. The Reader app activates scrolling and zooming, too. If you want to share part of an article with someone, you might think that, like Apple News Plus, text is not selectable. But you'd be wrong. It is selectable. When the publication is open, PressReader places a little hamburger menu in the upper left corner. Opening that menu reveals options for printing the page, having the system read an article to you, or marking a publication as a favorite. It also presents two viewing modes, page view and text view. Text is not selectable on page view, but it is in text view if you right-click anywhere on the page and select Copy. You can then copy the entire article to the clipboard or use the mouse to select a smaller amount of text. If you want to print a page, you'll get a little watermark that says it is a personal copy. So the bottom line here is five cats. PressReader is a bargain at $30 a month, an unbeatable value at $0 per month. PressReader makes it possible to follow a wide variety of newspapers and magazines regularly, as well as to check in occasionally on publications you wouldn't normally read or couldn't find locally. That latter category could include newspapers such as China Daily in English, the Australian edition of Mac Life, or Classic Cars in German. PressReader also includes access to 341 newspapers ranging from the Los Angeles Times and the Columbus Dispatch to the New York Daily News and the Philadelphia Inquirer. Smaller newspapers are included, too, such as the Springfield, Ohio News Sun and the Santa Fe New Mexican. The New York Times and Washington Post are, however, not present. You'll find additional details if you'd like them on the PressReader website, there's a link to that on the TechBiter Worldwide website this week. And you can also check your local library's website. Happy reading! If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, not every photograph must be a work of art. Sometimes they can just be fun. And that seems to be the primary reason for Adobe's Photoshop camera. It runs on many smartphones, but not all of them. Apple devices require iOS 13.4 or later, and Android phone compatibility depends on the phone's ability to run at least Android 9, 
but it also depends on having a compatible phone model. For example, my wife's phone is a Google 5 Pixel device running Android 10, but it's not compatible. Only Pixel 3 and 4 phones can run Photoshop Camera. You'll find a full list of compatible devices on Adobe's website, and there's a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. If you have a compatible phone, you can create some amazing effects right on the phone, and that includes some animations. You'll see one on the TechBiter Worldwide website that uses the fantastic Voyage filter. It creates a video that shows flowers growing up out of a bed and includes butterflies that surround a cat who's sitting on the bed. If you watch the video, you'll note that the butterflies always stay behind the cat. This is done entirely with artificial intelligence. No green screen is involved. Be sure to check out the TechBiter Worldwide website to see this week's images. Using Photoshop Camera is easy. You scroll through a variety of lenses and camera effects before taking a picture, or you can wait until after you've taken a picture and then see what effect you might want to apply. The original image is retained, so you don't need to worry about damaging the photo. Switch from lens to lens and then modify the underlying settings. The filters are shown across the bottom of the screen. Photoshop Camera is powered by Adobe's artificial intelligence, and it's intended to make it easy for people to create selfies, food photos, and scenery shots. Although most of the filters are simply intended to be fun, some attempt to simulate portrait lighting and can also blur backgrounds to make the subject more prominent. Some of the filters attempt to remove what a lot of people would call distortion, even though it's more likely a physical property of focal length and distance. In any event, the resulting image will look like you spent a fair amount of time working on it. But there are also lenses that add distortion, texture, overlays, and other effects that are best described by using the three-letter word fun. The examples you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website are Chloe Cat sitting on a bed. There are two rows of five images. First image on the first row, the original photo after I cropped it in the phone. Second image, the dreamy lens creates a high-key, light, warm image with relatively soft focus. First line image three uses the vibrant lens. It overlays a color shift, green at the top, orange at the bottom, but it overlays that effect only on the background, desaturates the cat, and places two triangles between the background and the cat. The fourth image in group one uses the neon pulse filter that obscures most of the background, then sandwiches the cat between what's in the background and a banner that's added in front of the cat at the bottom of the image. And last on the first line, the ocean lens puts the cat underwater with turtles and fish behind her and other objects in front. It is worth noting that there is a lamp behind the cat and that it is not detected as part of the background. The lamp fools the artificial intelligence because it is dark and it intersects with the cat. If this bothers you, any of the photos could then be exported to Photoshop so the user could clone away the lamp in the background. So let's move on to the second line of images. The first image in that second line uses one of three artful lenses. I like all three of those lenses. The artful three section that I used adds color shifts and a texture overlay. Second image on the second line is the grit lens. It does the best job of detecting and removing the lamp in the background and does a surprisingly accurate job of masking the cat's fur. 
Fur and hair are the two most challenging items when it comes to masking. The middle image on the second line uses Artful 2. It creates a bright, colorful, impressionistic look. I like that one, too. Be sure to click all of these images so you can see the larger view. The number 4 image on the second line uses the Pop Art lens. It creates a fun effect with a yellow-orange spiral in the background and a cyan cat in the foreground. And the last image on the second line uses the Artful lens. It has an option that creates a woodcut-like effect. Note that the cuts follow the contours of the cat and the objects in the room. Each downloadable lens has multiple variants, sometimes as few as two or three, sometimes as many as six or seven. If you have an Android or iOS phone that's compatible with Photoshop camera, give it a try. The app does not work on tablets, though, at least not yet. Download the app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Security firm Kaspersky Labs claims that more than 8 in 10 workers spend up to 5 hours per week watching YouTube, listening to podcasts, or exercising during work hours. If that seems shocking and yet another indication that the workforce has become slovenly, here are three points to ponder. First, Kaspersky's weasel words, up to. That would allow the report to count anyone who spent even two minutes per week goofing off. Second, even assuming the worst, five hours is only 12.5% of the 40-hour work week. And third, workers are typically permitted some amount of break time every day. Many companies specify 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. That by itself would be two and a half hours per week. Beyond that, is goofing off really so bad? Mentally shifting gears for a bit generally is considered to be a good thing, according to those who research brain function. But Kaspersky's research dealt with corporate IT security personnel. Shouldn't they be 100% committed to the job from the time they clock in until they clock out? Maybe not. The diversions give security personnel a break from the serious challenges they deal with. The report says that security experts are responsible for evaluating and testing security software, configuring that software, installing it and upgrading it, enforcing user policies, and incident monitoring, investigations, and response. Kaspersky Head of Information Security Andrei Evdokimov says there should be control over task performance, not how many working hours are spent on a hobby because watching videos, for example, might give insights into how to solve a problem. If you'd like to read the full report, you'll find it on the Kaspersky blog. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Spare parts might offer a way to solve some problems, too. Visit the TechBiter Worldwide website, and this week you'll find these articles. After more than three decades as one of the nation's premier in-person electronics stores, Fry's has closed its 31 locations in the West and South. Microsoft would like you to allow the company to listen in to what you tell Cortana. The objective is to improve voice recognition technology. And 20 years ago, GPS devices were just beginning to become available. They were expensive. Apps for personal digital assistance foreshadowed today's smartphones with built-in GPS. Primitive as those old devices were, they seemed amazing at the time. 
Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.